I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. I'm Stephen Goldsmith and I am joined tonight for our post-match crack with some lads who made the trip down to West London, all of them, individually as well, I may add, trying to outdo each other on the point, on the away points and on the lads' points. Gareth Barker, Rory Fallow and Matthew Kalen. Who wins on that? Who drank lager the earliest on Saturday? What was the earliest Ooh. time? I had one on the train about nine o'clock. Ooh, oh, nine o'clock. Good start. Good, just, strong start. I start drinking about 11. So. That's poor for an away day, Matthew. And, and then I got You'd the be expected I... to do that. You was expected to be going for 11 o'clock on a home day. Night before. I would argue. For me, it was night before. Doesn't really count that uh, hard, does unless, it? Unless you, didn't, unless you didn't sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had a good sleep, that would be applauded if you'd just done it all night. Good night's sleep it was as well. And what time did you get on in the morning? See, that means he's, that, Rory. That means you win. He doesn't want to come. Yeah, I got, I got the train back and had cans on the way back as well. Way, way back cans. And did you sh- give anybody abuse on the train? Actually, extra lads points. Was weirdly quiet on the train back. Actually, unless we were just in like the, the Raggies were like somewhere else. But you want you want it like you don't want to be you next. Paid to them. more for the quiet carriage, didn't you? <laughs> no, no. There was a couple of like Sunderland fans who we had like a bit crack with next to us. But knee knee Raggies. Knee one kick. Ordered two kebabs, ate uh, forty chicken nuggets, four double cheeseburgers, and a McChicken sandwich. And Between a how many people? Uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> the trem- tremor in your voice there. Unnecessary. <laughs> isn't it? Well, it wasn't it's my fault. Basically, I went to get the kebabs. My mate was like, "I'm going. I need to get twenty chicken nuggets for my wife." And he went. So it was three. I get back, and then he's got all of the food from McDonald's. And then we got in. And his last was like, "I didn't want any chicken nuggets." So he just wanted chicken nuggets. He was too ashamed in front of Matthew, who we just met, to admit that he wanted. <laughs> What's his threshold for meeting well someone as, until he like, gets on the chicken nuggets? Like. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> he was drunk at the time. I've seen him do worse things. One sort. I ordered pizzas up there, up uh, Chilinos, I think it was, and he went to get money out and came back with a sausage casserole from uh, <laughs> wow. the baker's oven. So that was quite that's, good as well. Yeah, that's that's quite commendable. That it was. Yeah, yeah. On the way, he must have been. He was starving, so he just all have a sausage casserole as <laughs> well on the way back. He's yeah. not even like a big lad either. I was going to say, does he put? He sounds like he put some food nah, away. Is nah, he, you, he a... you know him. You've met him. Oh, yeah. Well, not him. Lee, hello, oh, Lee. Yes, he won't be. He won't be listening to this. Yeah. Can't be bothered. No, none of our mates listen to that. Our markets and definitely not our friends or family. Nah, on not really. <laughs> so your brother was on at the weekend, though. I know he gets. He's another one who does alright for somebody without points. 
<laughs> on his on his on his season ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Big steal of Borough. Yeah. To be fair, he's, he's went round what Europe watching England with that with yeah. ticket and stuff and like twenty quid in his back pocket and he manages to go and Blag do all this people. stuff. Basically, yeah. I'm not uh, suggesting you did that, by the way. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> legitimate me. Anyway, shall we I, do? I don't think anybody football? would doubt that you weren't legit. <laughs> I'm pure legit me. Well. Now we've cleared up back yeah, yeah. I had something even worse to eat last night, which I've shared with these. Oh, don't go there. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Right. Break the Twitter. <laughs> it was actually pretty there was good. A game, there was a game of football at the weekend, and Sunderland uh, were winning 3 1 at half time. And I think there's not a Sunderland fan in the world who didn't wonder at that point or didn't say to somebody at that point, I wonder how they're going to manage to screw this one up. And they did, to an extent. They didn't lose the game, <clears> but they drew the game. Very disappointing. Overall, was one of those cl- second half. Of, anyway. I don't of, want to say overall because uh, the first half you couldn't you couldn't say it was disappointing. Lots of cliches we can throw it in the first Go one. Go on, throw some throw some cliches now. Listeners, ears felt like a defeat. There's your first one. <laughs> it did feel like a defeat at the at the end because you know when they got the free kick start the second half. I was watching, thinking, yeah, like if we get, it just felt as though we need to get past that moment. Yeah, don't let them in here. Get to the hour to throw in another yeah, cliche. Yeah, and, and you know, obviously stuck it in the corner, and then we're going. Everyone's sort of going on the keeper again. It's a keeper side, like basic. I mean, he, he was only about twenty, twenty-two yards out. So if he puts it over the wall in the top corner, again, as the cliche goes, you you go hold your hands up and say, <laughs> "Fair enough, well done." But when it's around the wall and he's taking a step to his right as well. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, he's taken up a position like really far to the left of the goal anyway, so it's not like he yeah. was he stood centrally because often you see keepers when it's when it's um, quite close to the goal or stand in the middle of the goal. Mm-hmm. But he was he stood quite near his uh, far post or near post. I don't know which one it would be on the post. post. <laughs> not the one, not the one near where the free kick was. Um, and yeah, he, he decided to take a step towards the middle of the goal, and then after that, he was one step away. And if he if he if he'd, if he'd that if he dove from where he took his position and took that extra step the other way, he would have saved it. Yeah, it's not like it was particularly like powerful. That was like, a reasonable strike, wasn't it? But it wasn't like Kieran Richardson be, yeah, against Newcastle. He shouldn't be getting beaten, beaten like this, like on his side, should he? Is, it? is there more blame to go around, or do we, do we pile all this on, onto the keeper? Well, for, no, I think somebody the, should have done maybe done a little bit better for a goal. I mean, you were all at the game, so I think Grayson's got the shoulder quite a bit. You know, we co- for his game management at three-one, yeah, we co- we come out that second half, and it was just like he told them to do to stop doing everything that they'd done well in the first half. They were they weren't playing brilliant in the first half. You know, we we scored with all of our shots on target, one of which was I mean, talking about Steele's goalkeeper now, like that Oviedo goal was was much worse. Um, not that I would praise Steele for Bentley being slightly worse than him, but you know. How easy do you want a team to make it for us? We, we score with our three shots on target. They make a massive mistake for that second goal. They give us a penalty. And we're looking all right. We're getting in their faces. We're pressing on quite well. You know, players like Watmore are running with the ball really well. Grabbing was like buzzing about the front line. And then it was just like Grayson said to them, right, just stop doing that. Drop deeper and just let them come at you. Mm. And that's everything we weren't Instead of fighting fire with fire. And I've got something to say on that, actually, because you mentioned Bentley, the keeper there, and I don't know if people have saw this, but he, he was interviewed after the game. And uh, let's hear what we, think, what we think of this. We knew we weren't going to take Sunderland lightly, despite their league position. I think the league table can lie a little bit at this stage of the season. 
Lewis Grabben is a good player. He was difficult to handle all afternoon. He's clever. He jumps early with centre-halves with balls over the top and he's always on the shoulder looking to get in behind. He had a presence and caused us some issues. They also had Watmore and McManaman as thorns in our side. I felt we did well on the whole to nullify them apart from that short bad spell we had. Those guys stood out for them. How long did McManaman have on the pitch? 25 minutes. So he stood out significantly to an opposition player. He was named out of three players. So does that not prove the point or highlight the point what Rory was getting at there? It just reinforces that why not just do the same again and fight fire yeah. with fire okay. instead of inviting teams onto you, especially somebody who likes the ball. I can understand it to an extent because you might think, right, we can hit them on the counter now because they've got to push. They've got to try and push. But there's a there's a balance, isn't there? I mean, he could have, if he wanted to do, I guess he could have taken uh, <clears throat> like taken um, Honeyman off and brought McManaman on. If you want to be a bit more aggressive and then maybe put McGeady in, in the middle. Yeah. Or in the middle. Or then he could take, and then when you want, need to take what more off, he could have brought Gooch on and put him in that sort of in behind, his, sort of a second striker. Um, I'd put, I'd, it'd be McGeady in the middle for me, in the players he played, <clears> the, where he played Honeyman, to get McManaman in the side. I thought like Honeyman, it's going to sound harsh because he does, I think we've been fair. To Honeyman, I know he's a young player and he's come through the academy, but I thought he was really poor at the weekend. Like, he didn't do anything; just ran around, couldn't get into the game. I think the problem—I mean, the big problem I think is the midfield, the the three, whoever they are. I think Ndong did well, did well in his defensive duties. I thought he harried people and he won the ball yeah. back. Because used his body well, he does that quite well. Gets in front of people when they've sort of pushed the ball too far in front and whips it away from them. But his use of the ball was poor. Catamol again. We're talking in the pub before the match. In this division, midfielders just swarm him. People just swarm him. In the first goal, five minutes into the game, if we're talking about it in the pub, then they're talking about it all week in training and they're talking about it in the dressing room before the game and they're talking about what they're going to do when he gets a ball early in the game. And that's exactly what they did. And some might say it was a foul, but... I don't think, I, I don't think it was a foul. I think he's just a bit weak. And he goes on, yeah, he lows over looking for it. But you just wonder, like, <laughs> what is it that's keeping him in the side? Is, is Grayson just so determined to have some perceived experience in there you know with a lot of young players like he's, he's not an attack minded manager clearly well no he's, he's not but he's, he's not an attack minded manager but he can't organise a defence really so he's got a <laughs> you know management is all about growing and development development all, I know Grayson obviously isn't one of the best managers in the world but that is what all the best managers do they don't necessarily stick to the same philosophy they, they expand it and they redevelop it with because obviously thing, trends now in football go out of date so quickly even in the championship which is pretty basic league Grayson can't just stick to this ideal of oh we need to be really tight because we're not we clearly can't do it he did imply no he didn't even imply before the game he actually come out and said maybe it's time to revisit the the Catamol and Dong partnership but only at home he said that didn't he but why I read that somewhere so he's suggesting he wants to be more cautious he wants to be more cautious on the road uh, I mean, the Bristol City game, you know, we'll we'll debate later, later on in the week anyway. But I'm sure he's pretty sure he said that. So, should there be a difference, home and away? No, not in this division. Like, away to Brentford, not it's hardly Brentford like, away, like... It's hardly like you're going to 
Chelsea or Man United or Man City or whatever, is it? Like, every game in this div- division, especially with our first 11, we should be looking at as potentially winnable. They're not always all going to be, but we... Sh- and I, d- I don't mean this in an arrogant way. I don't think really many teams in this division should think like that. Anyone can beat each other in the championship. It's always like that. There's another one. Another cliche. cliche. We're going to have to name this. Yeah. The wise men say cliche episode. Um, but, you know, that is that is still the case, isn't it? It's, it's a cliche because it's true. Um, we should be able to look at every team thinking this potential three points. Well, the first half on Saturday, well, we didn't play like, particularly brilliantly. Talk in the microphone, man, Matthew. <laughs> All right. Uh, there you go, that's better. Do um, that. Probably didn't. Probably weren't brilliant. We just looked better than them. And if you look at the team on paper, there's another cliche, the team <laughs> on paper, um, it, it just should be nowhere near sort of having to sit back and hang on well, at Brentford. After the game, there was a, a Brentford fan who was not very happy. I got the impression a few of their fans aren't particularly happy with the, manage, mm. the manager at the moment. Um, and... It's funny because we obviously got a bit of stick off Billy Dinworth in the week. That was, that, you know, teams like Brentford, and it, that wasn't the point we were making, really. I think if, if Brentford were in the like top six, we'd be talking about it differently. But Brentford 18th, and we we're in the bottom three, and we need to win the games to get out of them. We should be trying to win those games, and that's the point. But he was, this fella after the game was actually saying, that's a poor Sunderland team, we should be beating that Sunderland team. I was thinking, aye. Exactly. Right. We're both what do people think of that? Because Daniel Bentley, there, some quotes from him, the the Brentford uh, goalkeeper, who who said the league table can lie a little bit at this stage of the season. And he's sort of indicating that Sunderland are maybe better than their league position suggests. The manager you've just um, referenced there, Dean Smith, didn't see it like that at all. We give them three goals, but we came up with it with a point which shows character. But I'm still disappointed with the poor decisions and mistakes we made during the game. I just think we were poor in our decisions. Even though we came back from 3-1 down, it wasn't a vintage performance from us. I feel if we were anywhere near on it, we would win that game. So he doesn't think much. Well, Sunderland, does he? I was I was a bit surprised. I was expecting anywhere to see a team, near on it. A team, well, they weren't because they didn't do all the things that we expected. That they didn't. Hold on to the ball very no. well. Mm. Um, we expect them to have felt as though they'd have like comfortably have a lot of possession. We'd be kind of maybe sort of bank like sort of two banks of four or bank of four, bank of five. You know, trying to nick the ball away, press it at the right time, or whatever. But they never really had sustained spells of possession. They were quite expansive at times. They kept on trying to hit. It was a Joseph Zoon as he called. Kept on trying to get him in. Um, sort of get the wide players involved. Um, they were quite direct, I thought. Yeah. Um, with the way they were playing, not in that they were using like a, a centre forward, but more they were trying to get the ball wide really quickly and get get the wingers going at the full backs. Um, I think Oviedo did really well defensively. I thought, you know, he he didn't have a lot of help from McGeady at times. So that's not really part of McGeady's game, and no. you can kind of trade that off a bit because of what he comes up with at the other end. Um, but he handled him. Pretty well. On the other side, is it what is the po- why drop why we're dropping Adam Matthews all of a sudden and after he's been be- and then to put Billy in. Jones back in? He was awful, like yeah. horrific, just comical. I think Matthews has generally been all right. He had a bad sort of spell against, against QBI, QBI. Didn't do great, did he? Yeah. No. but that's that's but what that's one game for him exactly. to get drops. Catamore's having a terrible yeah. season, and then suddenly he's made two changes in the back fours. Then hasn't he? <clears throat> yeah. Rather than just try and bring you know because he brought Cornier back in, so rather than just 
try and change it slightly. He's made two changes again. Fifty percent of your back four's changed again. Change, making random changes again because there was no reason really. Yeah. To, you don't need to, to go and change in your right back for no for no real reason. Do you? And you've got and also you've got to think he's had what more down that side, so mm-hmm. they weren't it that week. Who do you want going beyond what more? If, yeah. if what more Math- holds it or comes shorter, who do you want going beyond? It's not Billy not Jones. Billy Jones no. Matthews going to stretch it. They're going to be stretched down that side. He's shown it quite a bit as well, Matthews. Yeah. Even like, can you remember early on in the Cardiff game where he was like, he took a player on and like, yeah. I know Cardiff went up the other end and scored off this, <laughs> but but you know, great still. example. Yeah, it <laughs> wasn't his fault because it went it went down the other side when they scored. But he is quite good at that. If you look at them, the goal we scored against QPR came from like a bit of movement down that side as well. So uh, yeah, I, I think I Jones right. is, I generally think. He's yeah, right. he's, he's not. He's not spectacular. He's probably a championship level player, but but he's not. He's not. Uh, um, <clears throat> he's not done so badly that in recent weeks that Billy Jones deserves to go straight back in at right back. Yeah. Who wasn't very good at the start of the season. Got dropped and he's come back in after playing centre back last week. And now it's. I, I just. I, I don't know. I mean. Like I know there's been some in, some bizarre. injuries. There's been injuries there in defence, which I've got a bit of sympathy with Grayson on. But he's chopped and changed that defence a lot when he hasn't had to, especially with <clears> the goalkeepers <throat> as well. Like how I know obviously Steele isn't particularly very good, but how is he supposed to have some confidence when he's already being dropped, then put back in, and his defence in front of him is getting changed every week? Like you look at teams like obviously when Leicester won the league and they had that, he didn't have a particularly spectacular back four. But they never had to change it, did they? And they had an understanding. Um, a few seasons ago, when Birmingham were doing really well under, I think it was Alex McLeish, and they only had like Roger Johnson and Scott Dan as their centre halves. But apparently, I think they got them until Christmas or something without ever having to change their back four. Consistency at the back is massive, and we keep we don't just keep changing the numbers, the, the players there. We keep changing the numbers. Experiment with three at the back, with wing backs and everything. He does need. Let's say he even does stick with Billy Jones, even if he did that for a few games. I'd at least be like, well, he's given something a chance to, mm. to to blossom into something potentially. I just don't like. I just don't get it. I mean, he, he did so many basic things. The use of the ball's terrible. He can't. His touch is bad. He doesn't seem to know what's in behind him. Um, the amount of times he kind of get like try glances the ball out for a corner when the to a ball at the back post to nobody when there's nothing behind him. It's just as. But again, is that is that communication? Because no understanding uh, no. between that back and four. And also, and Steele again, since he's come back in, he's conceded eleven goals in four games. He's, he's, he's terrible. I mean, he can't. I mean, it's eleven goals in four games. <laughs> it's eleven goals That's in four games. A lot of goals to concede, even no matter what. Like you know, fair enough. It uh, he was a bit unlucky at put it at Preston, but obviously it's easy to fall for the goal against QBR. You know, he's had fault for the the second goal. On Saturday, and Ipswich. <laughs> I mean, the, the, just Ipswich. Yeah. Just Ipswich. So, yeah, it's it's just you know, I, I don't see if he's going to be chopped and changing certain players like Adam Matthews have had a bad fifteen minutes. You know, what, how's he got to handle that situation? But on on that note, the stat we were before I we went on air that we were talking about at the other end of goals in games, yeah. and it just kind of further emphasises that we should be. Putting all the emphasis on attack um, before we came on, we were talking about how Graben now has yeah. got five goals in nine games, only one of which is when he came on as sub against QPR, one of which is when he got injured against Forest. Now, five from seven, that's a really impressive return in a pretty bad side who don't create much yeah. either. Like, why aren't. Like, so when you've got that player on your side, why are you coming out in the second half and sitting back? 
Yeah. That makes it more frustrating, doesn't it? Oh, totally. Like there's yeah. well, go back to what the keeper said. Watching, there, and he's highlighting yeah. our attacking yeah. players and and putting them forward as the the players who give them problems. You're watching grabbing at the weekend, and to be fair to him, his attitude is is quite good. In he doesn't get really frustrated. Like yeah. the amount of the amount of like terrible balls that he was given, like where he could have if he given ball to feet, he could turn and go at the defender or play him in behind and. The amount of times I wasted it, and he'd he'd kind of just have a wry smile and like yeah. drop back into shape. Confidence, isn't it? I'll get yeah. another chance. I'll, yeah. I'll hurt them then. But he like he'd, some I don't know. Some people interpret that he's a bit lazy or whatever. I don't get that. No, I think. No, he's, no, I he's not. I just think he knows how to use his energy in a game properly. Yeah. He knows how to manage his game as a just as a striker randomly. who plays up front on his own. Yeah. A player who, if you're a goalkeeper or a forward, you're not going to be. Is involved in the game as midfielders and defenders, and you mm. got to know how to manage that. Yeah, and he, I think he manages that quite well. I think he's quite a clever player, um, and he's been as a player who I thought was a bit nonplussed about signing. I think he's bit, he looks. I can see you can see why teams who've gone into the Premier League have taken a chance yeah. on him and thought, yeah, he might do us a job because um, he, he's a clever player, and you know that is positive. What more? Very much positive. Um, they couldn't handle him. And we'd obviously work to be fair. You'd see we'd worked on we rather than playing him through the middle, they decided to play him wide, and he was taking up a space really wide, like right on the on the touchline. So he had a diagonal out ball every yeah. time, um, you know. And McManaman, I thought, was maybe over elaborate on his trying to beat the beat the man at times, but at least he wants to get on the ball yeah, and at least make something happen. You know, that, so that those are positives. Again, going back to the midfield, I, feel, I thought the centre backs, you know, maybe O'Shea a bit wobbly for the for the third goal. But again, Catamore's kind of passing the man on three yards from the edge of the box, you know, and in shooting range, why are you passing him on? Why are you putting your hands up and doing you like he seems to accompany every midfielder who's coasting towards our goal with a jazz dance every time? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Just influence the ball, influence the man. As soon as it look, I imagine if you are an attacking player as well, and you've been shepherded by somebody who's running around with his hands up, going, "I can't put a tackle in." Body language wise, if you're an attacking player, you'll be going, "Great, yeah, give me the ball." I'm not. Yeah. I'm just going to go against him every time because he's not going to put a tackle in. And he got booked for mouthing off. I think it wasn't even a foul, was it? Yeah, he got booked right, for yeah. for complaining to the ref. Um, but you know, he could he could Gibson could have been on sooner and. You know, maybe change it that way. I think Ndong needs to. I think Ndong has probably done enough to deserve an opportunity alongside somebody else. Yeah, and Ndong, Ndong was fine on just as use of the ball was poor. You know, maybe Williams in alongside him, someone a bit more energy. Yeah, he's injured again on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what was the injury with Williams? I think it was his hamstring. I don't think it was just a. No, it was just a. Yeah, he was feeling it, wasn't he? But they've got you know, there's they've got to sort that midfield out because he. There's only so much defending centre backs can do. You, they're asking them to do, yeah. you know, you can clear the ball 15 times, but 16 ta- the 16th time, they're going to get a chance. It's almost like now when a team comes at us, you just accept they're getting in the final yeah. third, don't you? Yeah. That no one's going to come across yeah. and, and stop them. That's it. The, the space that attacking players get, for, because we defend the box quite narrow, which is mm-hmm. like, I know that's like quite a trendy thing to do, but like our full backs are, like, are quite narrow, but then there's like. When we get when we lose a ball easily in midfield because we do lose a ball in midfield, and because w- we sort of almost go to get into an attacking shape, give the ball away and then they break, yeah. and that's what happened with the 
the first yeah, you goal. Can't, you can't can't defend that narrowly. You can't. If, if you if you midfield two aren't on their game and no. aren't, and aren't patrolling that like perimeter of the box as well and making sure they because can't break in. What happens is as soon as they give the ball away, the winger's taking up position outside. Yeah. He's got the ball in space, and then all of a sudden it's like we're recovering all the time. To try, and then when the ball comes in, we're not only recovering, we're trying to defend defend the, the ball in, def- defend you know the the attacking threats that they've got um, and it's just all a bit shapeless because we turn the ball over so quickly and then we don't react quick enough um, and it's a massive problem that, that, that I would say in the centre-backs are, you know although there's been individual errors at the centre of defence this season I would say that's probably the least of our problems because there's too many people in front of them who are letting them down because I think Coney had a good game I thought O'Shea had a good game I know people don't like Corne, but I thought he played well. No, so you wouldn't. You wouldn't complain if them two lined up no. No, no, to, against against Bristol, would you? It's like you say, the midfield is totally the problem, and it's making sure that we're limiting the number of chances coming through. Not even necessarily the number of chances, just the times the opposition are getting near the box. Because the amount of times it looked like Brentford were going to mm. come for, despite not because if we're being honest, it was it wasn't two good sides that kind of game. It was two pretty poor sides which obviously you do get when a lot of goals are scored and you look at the mistakes that were made but they didn't really have to do much to hurt us yes you can say the uh, third goal was a bit lucky but the you way know, we, they... got, we got lucky when I was second yeah we? exactly that's, that, that's what I mean it just kind of emphasises doesn't it a bit of a daft mistake for them to give us the penalty as well but it's just nullifying like as much as the chances as the opposition get like we just don't seem able to do it and again like People talk about you know supporters and all that kind of thing and expectation. When they went off at half time, yeah, they got a massive, massive roar. Oh, yeah. When they were going and off, they back when they came well, back out, yeah. and, and it, like it, it was like, I don't know how we can come back out and do what we did. I wonder what he said at half time. What did he say, Grayson? Just in the contrast, because when we went off, obviously full time. It was popular people yeah, singing was, We Want Grayson yeah, Out. There was a popular was, yeah. people singing You're Not Fit to Wear the Shirt. Yeah, it did popular get people booing. So You can understand as well. Like to actually yeah. when when you've been so, so bad and you it? get shown it like that as well. Like here's what you could have. A bit of happiness yeah, for yeah. once. Would would people prefer Grayson to go down the same route as Dean Smith? Because this is something I was thinking about today and he's sort of pussyfooting around, isn't he, still? Which you could understand if if the players were low on confidence and he's like patting them on the back, he's taking uh, the pressure off them, responsibility off them, saying, "Oh, you know what? Well, something to build on. We are getting better. Of course, we need to cut out mistakes, but we're getting there. We're getting there." Now, if the players' confidence was on the fl- collective confidence was on the floor, I could I could understand that. We'll keep being told it isn't, and the dressing room's fine. Martin Bain will get on there what, what he's been saying in a little bit. He said he's been speaking to Catamon Lanchier and, and the players are fine. Mm. So we're hearing it from the players, we're hearing it from the manager, we're hearing it from Bain. So if the dressing room's fine, I want to hear him come out and say that wasn't good enough. Yeah. That second half performance wasn't good enough. Yeah. And we should be able, the players should be able to manage a game better than that. Yeah, if the, if and, and if his plan there. was just to hold on to a 3-1 win and that come from him the players might have wanted to go out all attacking and try to get more and he might have reined it in a bit and said no we're going to um, we're going to see this out but football players professional football players to that standard should be able to manage that game better whatever you think of Grayson they should be so why doesn't he come out and say it and then say and then 
I want to see them put a right on Saturday. I want to see a reaction from them on Saturday. And I want to see them to give the fans something to cheer about. And I don't like it as well. He's like saying, well, you know, maybe before the game would have taken a point. Would would you? you? I don't want to be taking a point against it. We're running out of games again. We're running (laughs) out of games. We're going to have to get 50 points if we want to stay up. And they can be as blase about relegation, and yeah. which is not a word we're discussing at the moment, or whatever, all alike. But well, you can't ignore it. Forever. You can't ignore you're it. Playing, if you, yeah. playing Brentford, who are four points ahead of you, and you got to go and win the game. Yeah. Basically, who, I, who, I do you, who do you who do you like to win against? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who would you like to win against? Yeah. So when you're three and up in a game, and also it goes to three three, the game's still there to be won. Yeah, yeah. and there's a goalkeeper lying on the ball, yeah. wasting you, time, wasting when he's time. To go and, yeah, they never looked like. Take Even at 3-2, you knew we were never getting a fourth goal. Taking McGeady off, like, you know, he wouldn't even have his best game. Well. Exactly, yeah. but you just think, he might, he's he the one who might get on the ball, go at a couple of players and stick one in the top corner. He could have took that free kick as well, like that Gooch. Gooch needed to put it in the Stafford Bridge, I think. Gooch won the free kick, to be fair, mind, but... You know, but at the same time, I mean, that's yeah, how it takes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know why McManaman didn't take it, but at the same time, that, that the point is that we've seen McGeady in games where we've been rubbish, pull something out the yeah. bag, stick well, one in the top corner from distance, either foot, QPR, QPR that he's was done nothing. It, that yeah. basically, it was he's done crazy. it at Ipswich. You know, he's done it at uh, did, you know against um, got us back in the game at Preston, and out of nothing, he's made made something happen and. It felt as though you know there was five minutes added on. We essentially had ten minutes of the game left. He's not, he's he's not dying on his backside. Like yeah. you know, let's keep him on for ten minutes and just see if see if he does something. Yeah, just frustrating. Like he could have taken if he he could have taken if he wanted a bit more protection. He could have taken Honeyman off and put Gooch on yeah. the wing, yeah. move McGeady inside, and then you've got that cover down the mm-hmm. sa- down the sides where the threat was coming from wide, and you've got a bit more industrial industrious approach there but you've left an attacking threat on the man who will yeah. get you something out of nothing I appreciate like what more had to go off because he was nagging yeah. but oh, when when we ended the game with Vaughan Honeyman still on the pitch and Gooch on and like McGeady Watmore and Graben have all gone off I know we don't have much depth there but we didn't have to take all three of mm. them off like I know Graben's only just coming yeah. back to fitness, but that's fair enough. It's a message it gives to the other team as well when when you start yeah, doing exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, even if it's subconscious, yeah, it's a subconscious message. Their defence yeah. felt a bit more relaxed. You just they? automatically start to think, all right, they, these have got the bit yeah. now, so it automatically puts them in a position to to be the ones turning the screw and, look, and looking for a winner, doesn't it? Uh, I want to talk about. Um, Martin Bain, and also that question of the week we didn't get round to last week. Oh, yeah, so we got all the answers. We extended have, yeah. it on. Well, it's just the favourites on the phone. Yeah, they're all there. Oh, Look okay. at the replies. Shall we do a Beauty thing and Twitter. then come we'll back? We'll do the thing and then we'll come back. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, right. Martin Bain been speaking again at that fan fest thing today. What's me? What do people think about the fan fest thing? Uh, first of all, it's not really. For, it's not, it's not really for us, is it? Yeah. yeah. No, but what are we? Nice, nice day out for the kids. Yeah. I mean, I know people like to fume over anything that the club are doing at the minute, but you know, just it's half term. Half the kids term, get to yeah. watch the players train, get to take some selfies with them, and some of the stuff that I'm sure was going on. Selfies with Mika. <laughs> some selfie. Who doesn't <laughs> want a selfie with Mika? We gave away a sign ball with Mika on recently. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> get your Mikas in. Yeah. Well. Martin Bain was there anyway, he, and he's, he's obviously Is anyone spoke, getting selfies with him. He's obviously spoken to the uh, to the to the usual lot, uh, the Echo lads, Phil and everybody. Um, you, what was the term you used for this before, Gareth? It wasn't bland. What did you say? Vanilla. Generic. Generic. Right. Yeah. There's not. There's not. Yeah. I would love to go through this with a highlighter and just take out loads of stuff, but there's not really. It's <laughs> it's kind of the stuff you would expect, isn't it? It's good that he's speaking, but it's it's not gonna. It's not going to yeah. please fans or anything, no. is it? Um, basically, I look and I see the calendar. It's October. We're in October with a long way to go of the season. Yeah, with about three points, Martin. Um, I spoke to Lee and John the other night, the two gentlemen with determination who don't like being where they're at. The fact we're in October, you said October seven times in that paragraph. Um, the fact I've got committed people at this football club working alongside me, I'm sure we will climb the table. Now, committed people doesn't always guarantee success, by the way. You would hope everybody was committed who was wor- working in football. Uh, what I thought was interesting, a um, couple of things. He said that there's been an awful lot of changes in recent times. 15 players leaving, 10 new ones coming in, completely different coaching stuff. For any club, that's a big transition. Is that an excuse? No, for where we are. Not. A big transition. Some, there's still some good players there. A co- if anything, fresh this. coaches and new coaching ideas normally yeah. give a team a boost. Right. Well, the new manager bounce. What about all that? Mm. that yeah. <laughs> is that not? Isn't that the whole point? Of yeah. Changing the manager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to try and get the instant response. I mean, see what he's. It's obviously going to be difficult at first, but if you win games, I'm sure the it, it helps. But they're not, and they haven't done. Enough, have they? Like mm. that's a thing. It does. We've talked about this all the time, though, about people saying about rotten cores and all that. It's, it shouldn't hinder, you know, a squad of eighteen players being put together by a manager, getting them organised to to compete in the championship. When you know a vast majority of that team, Oviedo, Jones, O'Shea, Corney, Catamore, um, and Dong played the vast majority of their football in England in the Premier League. So McManaman. McGeady. So these are players who played at the highest level. A few internationals in there as well. International yeah. football. 
um, like there's decent, no, representing yeah, decent countries yeah, yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah. So there's no, there's no, there's no excuse for not being able to organise eleven footballers on yeah. a pitch. And not throw a no two-goal lead. Yeah. There's no excuse for being twenty-third in the championship. No. With that, no, not with that group of players. Play. Not at all. This is interesting as well. On giving Grayson the job, I know people think about this. I met Simon and offered him the role, and Simon was delighted to take the role. He came to the football club knowing what he had to handle because I'm a transparent guy. So, when Grayson comes in and said, we will have a budget that is going to be middle for this for this table, mid-table budget sort of thing, didn't he? It's not going to be the biggest, it's not going to be the weakest, it's going to be somewhere in the middle. Was it not Ben who said that? No, Grayson came in and said it. Right. So... If Bain's transparent and he's told Grayson exactly what the budget was, one of them's lying or one of them is probably not deliberately misleading the fans, but one of them's wrong somewhere. They're not going to come out as well straight away and say. I would exactly, rather come out exactly and say, I would rather come out and say I would rather have come out and said unfortunately our budget's going to be one of the lowest in the leagues. You wouldn't have rather that than say I'd it, rather than, it, but... than suggest it's going to be a bigger budget mm-hmm. and then expect nobody to kick off when it's a lower. Oh, I know budget. what you mean, yeah, but I suppose they've got to think. How it's going to look to but, but, in, in well, terms of deals? Well, you can't, what, what's the point in disguising it if the truth's oh, going to? I don't know. But I'm, the I'm, use I'm, of the word transparent, though. That, yeah, that's what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. It's not transparent, but, is it? But somewhere, that, somewhere that, down the line, that is don't. never what we get, is it? Well, you come, <laughs> why does he come on? I mean, <laughs> I'm sure someone at the club's. Is this a public appeal? Well, no. Well, we've been in touch with the club to see if he wants to do something. We'll happily do it. Come on, come into the yep. studio. Um, we'll tell people that he's. He's going to be on. They can ask questions, um, and we'll, we'll people can ask questions on Twitter, and we'll put them to him. And because everyone's all every time something comes out where Bain speaks, the the attitude from supporters, especially when we're losing games, is always going to be, "Oh, it's been stage managed. It's been, you know, yeah. dumbed down. It's, you know, it is like I said, it's, it is. We're dumbed down generic. anyway, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite generic. You're more than welcome. Get yourself get get in touch. You got my details. That's an appeal. That's I, a, I feel like you should have. That's a public sliding into the DMs, isn't yeah, it? Is, yeah, I don't know. What his, uh, I think he's, it'd have to be his um, assistant's DMs. At, at, at Martin in, Transparency. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Transparency underscore Martin. More than welcome. That's, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm almost waiting for them to respond. So check the Twitter feed. It's not <laughs> yeah, going out yeah. live or anything, no, is it? No, no, no. It's obviously not. No, I don't think it is. Anyway, are there any strong opinions on that? What he said? Someone's or, got a bootlegging is like it just, equipment in here. Is it just too generic? To really have an opinion on, yeah, I just think that transparency thing is fascinating because that would be one of the things. That, I mean, people can fully understand why he's got to do what he's what he what he's doing. He's being brought in to do that. It hurts and it's horrible, but I think it's absolutely fair to 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 pull him or the club up yeah. on on those comments because he was also asked, wasn't he, when, when it was clear that Jordan Pickford was about to leave and it was either after, just after he'd been sold or just before he was about to be sold, and he got asked directly. We know the club don't have funds currently, but will that thirty million pound be used to go back into the into the funds uh, for the transfer funds to bring players in? And he said, "Not all of it, no." And that's, that's how he phrased it. To and be again, fair, but we it's, did but it's, spend ten million on Ricky Alvarez. <laughs> I, but we would we and would see, on, we right, were told uh, we were told. I'm pretty sure we were told last season that, that was already counted for. Yeah, I'm sure we were. we were. I think they've just shoved that one in there to say let's. Let's make people think that that's a thing because I, I'm absolutely sure they're budgeted for do that. Do you previously. think? I think I'm, I don't mean this in a totally cynical way, but do you think he's trying to drop transparency in there to get that p- 
perception out there that that's what Sunderland's going to be now. That's what the way he's going to run Sunderland is going to be trans transparent. Not that contradicts. Oh no, no, what, I, what he's come out and I said agree, a few weeks before. But if you're getting that out in the media, and if you can get that out consistently in the media as well, it does people will that will start trickling into people's minds as well. I'm not saying it's necessarily true, but he obviously does want to make Sunderland that, and just given the perception of that. Is probably just what he's trying to achieve there. I'm not saying I agree with it necessarily, and I do think it is maybe a bit cynical, but that does seem to be what he's trying to do. All this goes away if you start winning games. Oh yeah, you don't care it what the chief like... executive's saying if you're winning games at all. All this day, goes away. He probably wouldn't say anything, would he? Yeah. Right. No. You know, it does. And the, you know, I, that's I understand why. that. The, start, the, 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 the budget money yeah. spent is a different yeah, thing. Yeah, but the people wouldn't be asking if we'd won, say, four or five games this season do you think yeah, look, people, what, look what we've done on a small budget what we've done on a small budget they'd be saying you know I think the players will come in and we're starting to knit and we're competing we can get better from here right at the moment we're, we've got one win in 13 and um, we're talking about going away to Brentford who were only four points above in 18th position and being happy with a point um, you know we're, if you're happy with a point at Brentford when you've got Bristol City and then Bolton Wanderers to come which could be your Wigan game, yeah, 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 the then Bolton game on Halloween as well. Dinner, so okay. prophetic. I'm trying to. We had some terrible times on Halloween or a Cardiff Chopper, game. Right? Chopper, yeah. that was Halloween. Obviously, oh, the Newcastle, yeah, yeah, that was a Halloween. Yeah, yeah I can't oh, well. Halloween. Looking forward to that yeah, tradition yeah. continuing. Then, <laughs> I'm sure it will. On yeah. yeah, next Tuesday, Sammy Amiovi as well. So there'll be that Newcastle oh, connection. Yeah, God, He'll yeah. score for Bolton. Will Buckley will probably come on and. Oh. <laughs> God. Terrorise Billy Dear Jones. God. <laughs> David Wheater. Terrorise Billy Jones. He'll have like he's, a, a, he's a man for Halloween. He'll have he? like a screen mask yeah. on or something yeah. like that. Just, as well. just his face. Oh, yeah. Does, oh, David oh, Wheater. I was on about Sammy Amiobi. Yeah, right, David okay. Wheater does not need one. No, he does not. does not at all. <laughs> do we want to do some answers for the question of the week? Yeah, go on then. Do the question so. of last week. The question of last week. The week. I don't know if we've got. We could probably get tickets for the winner, couldn't we? I don't know. If anybody wants them. Well, the club would if we asked. There's sure plenty of tickets well. to be fair. Going at the now. minute. I know, eh? Don't know who you ask. I'll have to find out. Right. Well, maybe I'll tell you what. If we decide you win and you want tickets, let us know, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see if we can sort that out for you. We've got no music better or anything. This is going no, to be dry. No. Is so it? I'll find one on the yeah. You do the thing, and I'll I'll uh, I'll see if I can find a bed. There's a breaking there's a breaking news bed. Breaking news. Bed. Right. What about the Christmas one? Yeah, for the Christmas quiz we did it for I the end of the like, Deleted them all off. Find it's like a Halloween themed one. Oh, dad. Will, oh, there'll definitely be Halloween Spooky. stuff on, yeah. on the Sun FM odd. system. Here we go. Breaking news. Sun FM. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> is that going? Right, yeah, okay. It is, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, you right, haven't got the, the thing on. No, it. I haven't got my earphones on. No, right. The question of the week for the pod was with Sunderland's search for a home win continuing, what would you expect to see before we win again at the Stadium of Light? Some predictable answers and some obvious ones, I guess. So, have a listen, see who you think is the best, OK? There's only 40 seconds left on the bed. So Is that what you just have started again? Right. All the pink seats returned to red. Cryo... Oh, sorry, shall I tell it? That was Richard Shaw. Uh, Richard's the lad who films our stuff in London and stuff. So, um, David Marjoram, cryogenic freezing of living beings... Peter Stamp, Mars bar to get bigger, Trump to say my bad, cost of a pint to go down. Has been, I haven't, I haven't proofread these, you know, so <laughs> we can swear on this one, it's all right. Um, has been, hell to freeze over, Trump impeached, Rafa to be knighted, Quinn to make a comeback, 
and then he says something else which I'll not say um, Colin or oh no he's, he's replied to that one Alex Campbell says hell to freeze over another one that's gone Lots Liam Waite this is a niche one for a Sunderland fan you need to be a proper Sunderland right. fan to get this one phase three of the cup <laughs> final tickets <laughs> that's Liam Waite Championship plan, Fred Alls to reach one pound. There's a lot of uh, stuff looking at confectionery yeah, and, and, yeah, the, and the, the size of them going down and the price <laughs> of them going up. It's the real concern, isn't it? <laughs> Graham Wanacott, Lord Lucan riding red rum naked across a pitch while getting a, a reach around. <laughs> oh, right, OK. Um, Off the hop. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't, that does, yeah, does put, Am I going to have to mark that as explicit? Who's that person there? I don't know if it's. I don't want to offend anybody. Do you know who that is? Get the reach round off. Give us a look. Oh, Nana Mascari. No, she's like a I don't know who that singer is. from like, like a right. great Just because it was somebody who, who was a sexual predator or something, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I didn't want to say it in case like I offended anybody. Fred West, you don't want to be <laughs> no. that person. Like that Walker's campaign. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Armstrong, the three horsemen of the apocalypse. 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 <laughs> Peter Wilson, White Christmas. David Callahan, the birth of my first grandchild. My child is only eight months old. <laughs> Malcolm Thorpe, Christmas. I won't build your hopes up. Um, Tory Pottinger with a sensible one. McManaman and Williams in the team. Probably won't be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Will the club sold? Um, DG. The Mags state that SAFC is their second team to follow. Yeah, I don't think that will happen either. Jonathan Roberts. I'm 30 on November the 23rd. I would like to think we could get one more before the end of my 20s. <laughs> hmm. How many games have we got before then? Probably two. Because it's an international break, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Millwall on the 18th. Yeah, oh, maybe. So three. Mm, maybe. <clears throat> more empty seats, says Ian. Uh, Anthony Morrow. The carrier bag tax to eliminate any rubbish blowing around the pitch. Don't Green D said Jack Rodwell to play a full game. A, by the way, it doesn't say Jack Rodwell. It says Jack Roswell, Roswell which is the greatest of yeah, all the um, autocrats. Yeah. <laughs> Paul McFlaw, another, another one saying a moon landing. Uh, another Jack Rodwell thing. Him to be released and retire from football. Then join Dion Dublin presenting Holmes under the hand. <laughs> Rodwell. Um, and Matthew, Jack O, 1989, another football and one, another logical one. Grayson sacked. Any that stand out? The last last one's just Brexit. (laughs) 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 We'd have to go. I think it's a toss-up between those two. I think. Well, Brexit. The The first three ones quite good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I would go for. Pick it then. Yeah, Yeah, do that then. Liam Waite, if you are listening, because we've we've given these away before and haven't had anybody come back to us. I think they're just like the Twitter banter. They'll probably hate the show. Liam Wade, if you want tickets for the next game, let us know as soon as you can, because we'll have to ask the club. I'm sure they'll give us some. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you go, we will, yeah, they will. It's fine. Prom- why would they not give us Promises, t- why would they? They give us them in the Premier League. They're not going to not give us them when there's 20,000 people yeah, stop there. Giving them, stop giving them away, aren't they? Hence the 25. <laughs> I'll tell you what they can do. Martin Bain can give us the tickets and come on the Personal show. Personal show, yeah, like, and deliver them. And the deliver the tickets. On a little pillow, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a couple of things as well. Obviously, the, speaking of tickets, uh, this weekend the club are doing a canny little offer that um, you can t- get up to two um, tickets for a quid for your under 16. So if you've got a child and you, he's been naughty this week. Or she. Or right. she, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got opportunities podcast. Does it he, doesn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. Damn, it's terrible, that, isn't it? Sexist man, very, yeah. very sexist. <laughs> very, you said that very, very sexist. sexist. Oh, no, right, as well. Very sexist. Like, looks at me really weird. weird as well. that like, in the words of Nigel Tufflin, what's wrong with being sexy? Mm. But, yeah. but anyway, this um, isn't a good plug. 
Yeah, so you get yourself along uh, to the game if you were to take your little ones to the match and uh, punish them. Why should they have to? Punish why should Halloween. they be happy on a Saturday night? You know, that's my that's yeah. my. Uh, well, they ask you what argument. you're doing for Halloween. Say taking to the football <laughs> match. Actually playing right. ball on on actual Halloween. Right, yeah, yeah, so it's just, uh, City, yeah. You can get get the party started. It's a pre, it's a pre-Halloween <laughs> party. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what else? Plug the peacock, Rory. Peacock, yeah. Peak Rory and uh, oh, yeah. Mickey are doing it this week because me and Stephen are away. It's Gordon Armstrong's on again, so get yourself down there. Get to see me. Buy struggle. a pint if you want. Yeah, see me struggle setting up the yeah, yes, it's a mixing yeah. desk. Yeah, and then buys a pint because you feel sorry for it. Yeah, I can't wait. To what see, do you do, Rory? Just for your, for your backup and plan B, just write loads of questions down and pretend they're from people and have them ready to like. Yeah. To just Don't give out. it away on yeah. air. Why are you much better than the other two people who are usually here? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, so Roy's going to be doing that. And thanks to John Oster again. Did we get a chance to thank him? We did there? after the. Did we did, we, yeah, yeah, thanks. So we've got also we've got um, come down because we really appreciate you coming down and it has the, been really yeah, well yeah. received by everybody. And Gordon has been on, yeah. but he was very popular when he was on. And the 18th as well before the Millwall game, we will be joined by Stephen Elliott. So that should be very a, good. a belter. Mm. I should that work one. that day. I'm disappointed I'm going to miss it. No, so someone has to come in my place. The doors upstairs open yeah. around half twelve. Yeah. It's normally after one o'clock when we get started. But Don't try. go and watch the Sky game, which I've <laughs> looked at and it's quite appealing. Don't go and watch the <laughs> North London Derby. Is that what oh, it is on the yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's conspiracy by yeah. the Premier League. Actually, to be fair, yeah. I think it might be a like, really early kickoff. I don't know. But anyway, don't go. That's rubbish. It's, to be fair, it hasn't, had the, the, it it hasn't had the impact it could have had. Yeah, yeah. We've still had people come and it's been great. Yeah, yeah. The people who've got their fingers burned by the Liverpool yeah. Man United game are all yeah, crawling exactly. back now. Exactly. Exactly good. Is there anything else that we've got to do? No. I feel go like home I've missed, I feel like missed something. Going to a gig tonight, me. I'm not going for tea. You'll be there'll be food involved for you somewhere. Yeah, definitely I'm will. Full from me tea last there'll night. There'll be food involved. Stop talking somewhere. about your tea last night. <laughs> yes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.